Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, with me, as always, Mr. Odds Boost himself, Davey, Chicago, Illinois. How are we doing? Real good. It was good to see you this weekend. We're coming off a little break with the fourth. Uh, had a nice little run this last week with uh, a lot of the Odds Boost plays. That's why you see me as Davey Odds Boost. Uh, with the NHL winding down, just a couple of little bets here and there, waiting for football to start up. Yeah, we're in the we're in the dog days of summer. Uh, hockey's over. Basketball's going to be wrapping up here in the next week. Uh, I mean, we've got the Open Championship. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I mean, what we got baseball over the summer for what another six weeks before before college football starts. So we we got a lot uh, a, a lot of time, I think, still left. But, again, uh, a couple good events coming up, including we'll touch on it here in a minute. Uh, John Rahm, uh, who's also with us on the show today, Boyce Bernardi, uh, coming to us from a – what is that a Hilton? Is that a – is that a, a W? Hilton, I'm, in, I'm in southern Illinois, and uh, the finest Hilton hotel they have down here is a Hampton Inn. And um, – I should have asked. I'm on the first floor, unfortunately, what I don't like, but I have a beautiful view of a Krispy Kreme, a Logan Steakhouse, and a Panera Bread. So you're not, uh, you're not in uh, Anna, are you? No, I'm in Marion, Illinois. So it's <laughs> oh, about it's your six hours town. south of Chicago. That's that. Anna's kind of where I got my ticket when me and Dave were doing the road trip down <laughs> by. Uh, there, it does $167 out of uh, the points bet account right there. That's a sundown town. I don't even know. I'm it is. Sure it it is a sundown town. For everybody, I think, Blaze. Hey, yeah. hey, why do you have two twin beds in your room, and why do you not have one queen or, or king? Okay, so um, they ask you, you're a Hilton Honors member, they ask you if you want two queen beds or one king. And I always like having two queen beds because I put <laughs> I put all my shit on one bed and the other bed I sleep in. I, I don't know how anybody else does it. Like I'm not That's- that bad of a person. Queen, king, tomato, tomato, it doesn't matter to me. That doesn't look like a queen, though. Those aren't two queens. That looks like two twins. No, it's it's two queens. I actually – I'm on board with this idea. I'm, I'm totally with you there. You only need so much space. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't like using the closet. I can just fold my clothes up, take them out of my suitcase, and it's all over there. But well, checked in. Had a long day today, but I'm uh, looking forward to the podcast. And uh, I've been saving my money, and I'm ready to splurge on the Open Championship. So deep, let's go after it. Deep South, though, is there like uh, a Bible under one of the beds and then the art of the deal or something under the other? Well, when I used to have Snapchat, what I would like to do is um, I'd do the Snapchat, and then I'd open the drawer, and there would be a Bible in every uh, every bedside table. I haven't is. looked yet, but I'll probably wait until Wednesday night before the Open Championship starts. Yeah, say a little prayer for all of us. Yeah, definitely. Well, good to be back in the 618. Good to be back on the road. Uh, busy week this week, but happy we're able to do the podcast. So, boys, in the last couple of weeks, had a, had a few a few sports events that we talked about on the last episode. Give us a quick recap of the Euro. Uh, look, I know the Italians. I, I, I've seen a few really funny memes, actually, that came from yesterday's uh, 2-1 match in, in, in PKs over England. Give us a little bit of recap. Talk through the Euro and, and how that wrapped up for us. All right, I'll, I'll give a recap of the final. Um, England scored the – first of all, soccer fans in England are just absolutely the white trash scumbag fans of the earth, just like absolutely ridiculous stuff. Storming the fence so they can all fit in the stadium because they're too poor to buy tickets. Treating people like shit. Racist chants booing the Italian anthem. Karma kind of got them, and they deserve to lose. But Jesus Christ, three minutes into the game, they score on their first shot. They're up one nothing. You think it's coming home. And 
they dominated that first half and then Italy adjusted and Southgate and England literally parked the bus and just tried to win a one nothing game. And they could have went for the kill shot um, and they didn't. And they kind of played conservatively. And then they put in a bunch of subs in the final minutes of extra time for PKs thinking ahead. But I do not know what Southgate is doing putting some of these guys in the kick PKs over other individuals on that team. I, I don't know what he was doing. I think the head coach clearly got lost that uh, game for them. Italy still deserved to win. They battled back after a horrible first five minutes. You could have argued they could have won in regular time. They had a couple great opportunities. Um, extremely fun team to watch. Great story. Missing the 2018 World Cup, winning the 2020 Euro. Not a lot of people expected them to win. If you had 11 to 1 ticket on them, congratulations. But, Dave, um, let's go to the penalty kicks. England missed their last three kicks. What do you think of it? Well, the I can't believe the, the last guy that they had out there was only 19 years old. I can't believe that you would stick that guy out there. Uh-huh. I know that it's obviously hilarious now like because we literally were – had in our group chat like as soon as it ended you're like of course the three black players missed their three penalty kicks and literally the top headline on espn this morning was uh england announces racist response from oh no the instagram and twitter is just absolutely ridiculous like Like, i don't know how zuckerberg and freaking jack dorsey can be like in their freaking bubble billionaire bubble going into outer space saying, man, we made the world better. They definitely did it. Well, that's well, why they're trying to leave. They're not idiots. Yeah. It's not going to go. They're, they're not just, as like Louis C.K. says, they're not just going to fall from one to two. They're going to yeah. get held over and the shit's going to get kicked out of them. Yeah, they ruined the, the world and they're leaving it. Um, But anyway, so back to this. I agree with you 100% exactly. You have an 18-year-old in your cleanup spot as the fifth kick. Like, what are you expecting out of that? I, I don't understand the mindset. Harry Kane was their best player. He should have been batting fifth for them. If anything, you want to have the 18-year-old go first or second. It's one of the more lower, lower um, pressure ones. And then Marcus Trashford, who I like to call him on Manchester United, had a brutal year. He didn't deserve to start in the England 11. I'm surprised they put him on. And Sancho, too. I'm a Man United hater, but it's absolutely hilarious. Those two guys who play for Man U missed those PKs, too. So as much as Manchester United is hated and the domestic and the Premier League, Everyone in England was freaking dying by those two missed PKs for them. So I kind of got a funny kick out of that. But I totally disagreed with the lineup. You had Luke Shaw in there. You had Jack Grealish, Raheem Sterling, who could have took PKs. I don't understand it. Southgate lost it for him. But congrats to Italy. They definitely didn't um, sneak in. They deserved it as well. It's crazy, though, just because Italy didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup a couple years ago. And then England, pretty much everything broke their way, right? The bracket was actually fairly easy for them. They had a pretty much an easy way there. And you had the final and the semifinal both in London at Wembley. And to lose like that again, like, I, I don't know where you go from here. It's like the you're cursed. So it's. Yeah, I, I, I think they're, they're going to be one of the clear favorites in the World Cup next year, too, with the squad they have. But they can't play so defensively. They have too much talent just to sit back and try and win a game one nothing. They should be going for the gut shot like Germany did. So they bring in, in Theo. They bring in Theo to be the GM, and then Coach Q to be the head coach. Solve all the problems. Definitely, I'm pretty sure um, that translates across the pond. It, hockey I mean, trends, baseball. But yeah, but no, it would have been nice. We too bad we weren't in Grand Rapids celebrating uh, this Italian win at a really nice Italian oh, pizza franchise. Oh. But uh, wow. it was still nice to see him win. Antonio Magari. Yes. Uh, well, hey, I, I did watch a single lick of that game, um, but I did 
uh, I did check out the box score, and just by looking at the box score, you would think that England just packed it in after those three minutes. Boys, going back to what you said, Italy outshot them 19-6. to They had two-thirds of the time they had possession of the ball. You should win the game um, just off of, again, some of those basic statistics there. So, um, Dave, you mentioned Coach Q, uh, obviously former coach of uh, our beloved Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, uh, before we get to the Stanley Cup Finals, a little bit of uh, somber news. Obviously, today, Duncan He's Keith, not dead. He's getting traded. Somber news. I, I mean, I, I was a little upset. It's like when Elon went down. Do we need to hate Duncan Keith's jersey with a couple of candles? <laughs> Have a seance. I'm surprised you didn't come in here with jet black hair or something, too, after the win last night for Italia. No, but I, I, I did. Oh, I you're did. Sicilian, though. That's right. Yeah, hey, hey, come on now. Come on now. Hey, those are racist remarks. Come on. Oh, come on. You fucking Fredo. That's racist. You Fredo. All right. Well, maybe not so somber, but a a little bit of disappointing news coming from uh, the the Madhouse on Madison. Keith got traded today. Uh, Look, one Conn Smythe, two Norris trophies, three Stanley Cups, almost 1,200 games, uh, eight shy of 1,200 games played with the Blackhawks over 16 seasons. Hate to see him go, but at the same time, give him another chance to win another cup somewhere else. He's getting old. Um, this was a phenomenal know. trade for the Blackhawks, though. He's going to be 38 in a couple days. He's got another year and a half left or two years left on his contract. They get another guy back, uh, Caleb Jones, yep. who, I mean, maybe like a little bit. The only thing that concerns me, it's, it's Seth Jones's brother, and everyone wants Seth Jones to come to Blackhawks. I do, at least. Maybe some people don't, but it just kind of feels like Maybe it just reminds me of the fact that like the black uh, the White Sox went after and got remember when they got Yonder Alonso, Manny Machado's brother in law, and then they signed John Jay, his buddy, <laughs> like his workout buddy, like a few days later, and then they're like, oh, this didn't work out, and they cut him in like halfway through the season because Machado didn't sign. You hope it's not that, but either way, it seems like they dumped off Keith and they're they're not eating any of the salary, so that's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, and Duncan Keith's thirty eight, but Jesus, he has mileage for a forty four year old. NHL player. So I think it's a good trade in the end. I think so too. I think it's too. Again, it's tough to see him go, but at the same time, I think it's, it's best for the Hawks and um, look, it gives him, I think another realistic shot at winning a cup, which for a veteran who put his time in for the organization like that, that's, that's kind of all you really want for a guy like that. So agreed. He, he won his three cups, wish him the best. Hopefully he gets a uh, number four. So uh, Merrick, let's go to NHL finals. Once again, you call the Stanley cup winner. You said bolts and six, it was bolts and five. Um, called the under in the last two games too. Um, for those keeping score at home, um, Eric, walk us through home. the uh, NHL Stanley Cup Finals and the Tampa Bay Lightning dynasty. I mean, we've said it like I think what three of the last four or five episodes that it's. I mean, they're seventeen and a half million dollars over the salary cap. They should have won it. They dominated. They they dominated Montreal. They had no no answer for. I mean. Uh, any line, to be quite honest with you. I mean, you had fourth line. It was like who scored what was it? Ross Colton scored their your only goal in, in game uh game five. Like even even when your top six weren't producing, you were getting production elsewhere and, and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna matter. And not to mention you have the hottest goaltender in the league for the last two years, who I don't know if you guys saw the the, the post game after they won it, but Kucherov just drunkenly giving the media shit for uh, giving Flurry the Vezinas, saying, hey, this should have been Vasilevsky's the last two years. I mean, he played phenomenal, and what uh, he had two shutouts in the finals. 
um, four in his last two series. So, yeah, I mean, but goaltending like that, you're, I think, I think bound to win it. No, yeah, I agree with you. They knock out the Hurricanes, I think, in the game to clinch one nothing. They clinch um, the Eastern Conference Finals against the Islanders one nothing, and they win the Stanley Cup one nothing. Team could have won a million different ways. Merrick, you put the nail on the head. Uh, Seventeen million dollars over the cap. It's like they're playing in rookie mode on NHL eleven, and everyone else is playing on All Star mode. Uh, Dave, anything to add, or what do you think? Well, no, I mean Vasilevsky certainly won't go under under anyone's radar from here on out. He, he's gonna he's gonna win a Vezina. He's he won the con smite, well deserved. Uh, we said it last week too. Montreal gave him a really good game. I think it was in like game three, and it was like the best game that Montreal could have uh, to to steal or uh, and still lost. I think it was game three to go down three zero. Ended up winning overtime in game four, and just had no answer for him the rest of the way. The Tampa was just way too good. Montreal kind of went on a magical run for a little bit, but the yeah, ran out of gas. Yeah, and hey, one one last thing. I, I just mentioned this guy in the post game interview. Um, I was really, I was following uh, Instagram and Twitter today, just looking for some updates in the parade. Um, and I was expecting Pat Maroon, given the fact that he's, you know, wanted back to back to back. I thought he was going to put on an absolute clinic uh, with, in terms of alcohol consumption. But Yanni Gord and Kucherov absolutely stole the show. I, if you if you guys haven't seen it, go watch these videos. These guys are absolute animals from from across the pond. Bolts and regulation carried me to the promised land the last couple of weeks. <laughs> you, you you took advantage of a few of those over the weekend or last week? No. No, yeah, I did pretty good last week with uh, bolts and regulation. I bet uh, Poirier over the weekend, and the DraftKings had a had a couple promos. They boosted like over to zero point five goals in the first half. That hit, and then Giannis over thirty three points. Blaze got me on to Argentina plus a half goal. That was really smart. So we did pretty good. Over That's the a weekend. fun game to watch at the bar some down on campaign to, Saturday. Some money to play with. So I, I'm going to be looking for some picks and going to be telling you guys on the open. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, yeah. We, passed, we passed off. We didn't talk about this, but congrats to Lionel Messi for all our Argentina listeners out there. Uh, guy's first uh, international trophy he's won in maybe six tries. So uh, – that's a good story. So him and Ronaldo are both tied with one international trophy. Always Team Messi. He choked at the end. Could have put the uh, ripper on Brazil, but he choked at the six-yard line. But, hey, his teammates finally picked him up. Dude, how about one. that? That was unbelievable. I was actually watching it at the time, him blowing it at the end there. It would have been yeah. too good. It would have been too good, especially if Brazil came back and won. But, yeah, sorry to go off topic. We're going to throw a little wrench into the podcast because it's the dog days of summer. The NBA Finals. Dave, you won, you said, a uh, bet on there with Giannis. Uh, you've been watching the games at all. What do you think? Well, I mean, the other problem is, uh, I don't know if he listens, but uh, Pat Zielinski, Bucks and Sick, one, uh, one, of our, uh, one of our best friends in the city. Great guy. Uh, from Milwaukee, loves the Bucks. So uh, for game two, we actually bet uh, Giannis to get a triple-double and the Bucks to win. Obviously, neither of those things happen. What, what were the odds on that? Like thirty to one or something. I actually really like that. It's bet. actually fun though because you can bet that, or you could part like the, so. Is they that DraftKings? Yeah, DraftKings. You don't have to. You can't parlay it, but they have player like a uh, special player props. It'll have things like Giannis to get a triple double because he's almost certainly going to get a double double. But you can also get bet some of the guys that are not as good. Like you can bet Middleton to get a double double and the Bucks to win, and that's boosted to like that's up to like I eight like to that one. Giannis play for Game Five if they win Game Four. He hasn't had a triple double since like March though. Ooh. Oh, so what is it? He need a, Yeah, he'd have to get the it's assist. Tough. That's the thing. What's the third category going to be? 
but obviously yeah. there's there's tons of fun bets to do especially with like what uh there's gonna be nothing on tv wednesday besides the finals so of course you're gonna Hope watch it day. it'll be a good day no yeah I, I think it was good it was nice to see milwaukee win game three unlike montreal because then the series is over so game four is huge it'll be interesting um Frank Kaminsky, Jesus Christ, I'm happy he got paid and everything, but he is the worst <laughs> NBA basketball player that is actually playing minutes in the NBA Finals. It's kind of embarrassing for Big Ten basketball, who's already had a rough enough year as it is. Um, but, no, something to watch. I, I like that prop play. Maybe I'll screw around on it uh, Wednesday night with nothing to do. Uh, Merrick, you got anything to add with uh, Suns and Five? Are you a Suns and Five guy, Suns and Six? What are we thinking? I mean, I'm, th- I'm probably thinking Suns and Six, to be quite honest with you. But – Kaminsky, he's got a face only a mother could love. I swear to God. So, hey, like, uh, where? Yeah, he's from the North Suburbs, right? He yeah, went I, to uh, Bennett Academy, I think. Yeah. Bennett Academy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. West Suburbs. Yeah. West yeah. Suburbs, way of Wisconsin to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. The American dream. Yeah. All yeah. those, all those yuppies in the Western Suburbs send their kids to private school. What are you doing? It's like sending someone to Providence. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, you're. It's a great trick. Once oh, a team bowl, always careful, a team bowl careful boys. there. I think like I think like twenty percent of our listenership went to Providence. <laughs> well, uh, shout out go down to six. Shout out pants and and, and skirts. Uh, you know, don't take offense to that one there. But uh, all right, enough of the NBA. We could we could cover more of that once once that that amazing league wraps up. Um, let's let's move really quick to baseball. Uh, obviously, we're at the All-Star break. You got the Home Run Derby on now. Real quick, what are you guys looking forward to the back half of the MLB season? Obviously, the Sox are playing great. Uh, what What are you boys looking forward to? How, how do you think it's going to finish up? I got, I got two really quick funny things for you. <clears throat> I know Blaze will like it. One was, did you see last week, since we've talked last on the podcast, during the Reds game, they were trying to eulogize a World War II veteran who had just passed. Like he was super old, dude. They're going like all his accolades. And Castellanos hit a bomb to left field and interrupted it again. I so saw this. So he's done that. They also said that the, during like one of his early games as a minor leaguer, he had a home run on the night that uh, Osama bin Laden died. So they're trying to put connections there. So that's one of the funny things that happened. The other one was that, uh, maybe not as funny, but Stephen A. Smith today apparently said that Otani can't be the face of baseball because he basically doesn't speak English. Oh my goodness. So, so like he well, you know what's funny? Stephen A. Smith doesn't speak hockey and he's gonna be the face of the NHL and ESPN next year. I can't it's, stand it's, that. Well, <laughs> I just hope that they don't fuck up the broadcast and it's just unwatchable. But they did they did release a lineup of talking heads that are gonna be on there, and it looked like they got a lot of good guys out there. I didn't so hear about the fun. Stephen A. Smith thing, so obviously he makes too much money to get canceled. So what's gonna happen? Well, dude, I'll just call a spade a spade. He's black too, like and he's the face of the of ESPN. They're not gonna fire his ass. He, yeah, he he, this is the there. first time he said something too. So this isn't like uh Clay Travis or something right. stupid thing. Exactly. This is his first time. I think he's definitely gonna have to check himself right. in the future. Right, but I mean the, the whole thing is it's it's just dumb. It's like he's basically saying, "Oh, he's got an interpreter and doesn't speak good enough English to, uh, to be the face of baseball." It's like, dude, he speaks Japanese primarily because that's where his money is made. It's like Matsuyama is the same thing. Otani is worth hundreds of millions of dollars over in Japan. It doesn't matter if he doesn't speak ever speak English. That's what his main focus is. Plus. It's going to be lost on people just because we're kind of so used to it now. Like, he's an absolute freak. He's an all-star as a pitcher, and he's leading the league in home runs. It's completely ridiculous. Yeah, he also seems like a great guy, too. Um, All his teammates seem to like him. And the thing is, too, is like, 
I don't know how the Angels are so freaking bad. They have Mike Trout and Otani, who could be two of the most marketable players in baseball, and they can't even freaking sniff the wild card. I know. It's bad. Those two need to get the hell out. It's cool to see Joe Madden struggle over there. That guy's crap. I called bullshit when he was a coach back for the Cubs, too. But also, um, just a funny thing. I know we're talking new business with the second half. Let's go back to old business in the first half. The last night of Michigan, the Cubs pitched a no-hitter, and then we came back, and I've been back home in Illinois for like And they lost 11 in a days. row. The Cubs didn't win another game <laughs> since until like last Thursday. So totally out of the wild card we, now. The Brewers basically clinched the uh, Central like the White Sox. It's good to see the Cubs die. It was only a matter of time. I wish I bet baseball because we would have made a freaking killing these past two weeks just fading them. So you, we're going to have to get uh, our buddy George Malares on the podcast, though, here in the next week or so, especially with things slowing down with the rest of the sports. One, the part one can just be him talking about why the Cubs stink and how he's going to miss Chris Bryant and everybody. Part two, he can debate Blaze about the merits of Biden's policy and the infrastructure bill. Yeah, we can talk about how Joe Biden's tax bill is ruining the rickets, why they can't spend any money for the Cubs salary cap situation. Hey, but so anyways, I, I called this too. I called this too. Patty Wisdom has like struck out 17 times his last 41 at bats. And it was only a matter of time he went the way of Mercedes with the White Sox, too. Those guys, the pitchers figured it out. MLB was too smart. And now they're probably both going to be down in AAA in August. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting second half of the year. I'm excited to see the Sox. Um, Eloy will be back soon. Go, He's go ahead. Eloy will be back soon. He's already rehabbing. Yeah, isn't he in Charlotte already? Yeah, they just promoted him to Charlotte. They think he'll be here by, like, first week of August, last week of June. Yeah, That's no, it's crazy. exciting. The White Sox have been pretty cursed with injuries, and they're still on pace for 100 wins. Um, good time to be in the south side of Chicago. It's super helpful. It's an absolutely horrible division. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Hey, no complaints over here. Good thing we're Take in the it. AL East. I'm Take excited. Like this is, I'm excited to see them come to town and watch them, watch them here at uh, the new Globe Life Stadium. I uh, haven't made out to a game yet this year, but they'll be here for three in September. So, um, look, uh, let's let's get to the main main part of the show here. But part I think we've all been waiting for the Open Championship this weekend, Royal St. George's. Um, boys, you got a little bit about the track. I know you got some big some big plays coming up this weekend. I've got a few plays that I'm all over uh, coming into the weekend. So let's let's go through it real quick. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the course. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so this was supposed to be the course last year, and for the 150th um, anniversary of the Open Championship, it'd be at St. Andrews. Everything got pushed back a year. This is the Royal St. George Golf Course. It's probably one of the least favorite ones because some of the bounces on this course are just absolutely brutal. It's one of the shorter courses, too, and one of the shorter majors we've seen the last five years. It's only 7,189 yards and a par 70, so – uh, that driver is going to be in the back quite a bit there. There's four par threes, only two par fives, and 12 par fours. So um, basically this is a natural links course, and what that means is they built this golf course off the natural land. They didn't bulldoze anything. It's just the way um, the land was made is how the course is. Course runs along the Kent Coast, which is in the southern England, um, right next to Sandwich Bay. It's a true links touch will be impacted by the ever-changing wind conditions. Um, it's raining Monday through Wednesday this week, so the course is going to be pretty soft, which is good for hitting those fairways and greens. But it's going to be wind gusts 20 to 25 miles an hour um, Thursday through Sunday. So this is still going to be low scoring. There's a couple plays I like. Um, we'll save my picks for the end. Merrick, um, talk us through your plays for the Open Championship. What are you on? 
All right, so I've got a couple picks. Um, obviously, the defending Open champion, um, I, I like him as a long shot, Shane Lowry. Uh, he's at 33-1. to 1. Um, I, I'm going to go against everything that you've been talking about golf-wise. Uh, I think Jordan Spieth has a, a chance to finish in the top three, if not the top five. Um, I, I don't mind that. He's 20-1 to 1 to win it, but uh, he's top seven on the tour in putting. And like you just said, if, if these guys are, are, are hitting a fair amount of greens with a little bit of a, a softer course um, after some rain, look, I, I think he's got a, a, good, a great chance. I, I'm i going to tell you one person I absolutely hate for a lot of the reasons you just said, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, even even on that, that match that him and Rodgers won, um, he was terrible off the tee. Absolutely atrocious. Um, I think he's hitting what, like 25% of his fairway. So he's absolutely out. I mean, they got him at 14 to one to win it. I don't think he's, I don't think he's in the top five. Uh, but my, my play, my, my real heavy play here, uh, it was a guy I picked a few weeks back, uh, Louis Oosthuizen. So, uh, first off, Louis Oosthuizen's first on the tour, uh, in putts, putting percentage under 10 feet, 91% of his putts from 10 feet or under. He ends up knocking down 699 out of, I think it's about 749, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and not to mention, too, his approaches from anywhere from about 200 to 225 out, which, again, a lot of these, some of these longer par fours he's going to have to play. He's fifth on tour. So I really he's like got him. One of the most, he's got one of the purest um, golf shots on the PGA. He's a fun player to watch. What, what are the odds you got him at? Um, Oosthuizen, I have him at... Is it 25 to 1 when I looked this morning? Yeah, 25 to 1. I got him at 30. I'm showing him at 30. 30 good right for now. you. And he's, he what? He's, he tied for second, finished third in the last two majors. Yeah, no, good for I, you. I think he's good value. I don't know if I can pull the trigger on 25. He did win an open championship back in 2010, but he's playing great. He's used to um, courses like this, playing in South Africa, being from there. And I think he'll be in it. Sponsored by UPS, baby. What can Brown do for you? We love it. Oh, okay. I see it. Oh, oh okay. I'm I see a company it guy. I'm, I'm company a company guy, guy, company man, company man. Um, all right, I'll give out three of my big picks. I'm still kind of on the edge with some of these right now. I'm going back with John Rahm. I got him at nine to one. He's down to six and a half right now in all Illinois books. So that's good value for me. He played great at the Scottish Open. Um, and a big thing I don't think we're really going to talk about here is like some of the protocols for the players, even if they're vaccinated, are just absolutely ridiculous. They can't. Um, be in the same Airbnbs, same houses with other golfers. They can only be paired with their caddy, their coach, and one family member. And I think John Rahm's going to be able to handle that better than a lot of other golfers because he was just in um, COVID lockdown and he handled that really well and won the U.S. Open. And also Rahm finished seventh in the Scottish Open and his putting was all over the place. I think this is a great prelude for him. I went big. Um, I won a decent amount of money on, on the U.S. Open with him. I'm reinvesting that money. I'm putting $1,300 on him, 9 to one to win the open championship on uh, my second biggest play is something I'm a little worried about is because everyone in their mom is on it. Um, Tyrell Hatton, he's a golfer from England. He's played the open championship. Well, I just feel like this guy's due. Um, he, he missed the cut at the U S open, but I'm big on these guys who came across the pond early. He played in the Scottish open golfed really well. He's a great links golfer. He'll be used to this. I put $500 on him on Barstool, 33 to 1 to win um, 16500 And then um, my other play I'm on, I'm another Englishman, Fitzpatrick, 55 to 1 for 300 I got him on DraftKings yesterday. That moved down to 45 and that pays 16 5 as well. So those are my three big plays. I might have a couple more, but um, 
not going to lose all my U.S. Open money, but I'm still going to take another sh a couple shots. But I'm just hoping one or two of those guys make the cut so I'm not bored on Saturday morning. Dave, you betting Finau or what? No, so this is the time to bet him if you want to bet him. I, uh, 50 to 1, Dave. 50 to 1. I, I 45. I got him. So I did pretty good this weekend with like just dumb plays here and there, just some smaller plays. So I've got like, I got a couple, I got like 70 bucks I'm going to sprinkle on all these different guys. I'm not, I don't have nearly as much uh, in my war chest as Blaze does. I, uh, I think we're going to go based on all of us talking. We should bet Bryson to miss the cut. That should be a podcast pick. Let's do that. Um, like that. The, guys, the guys where I think the most values at are guys like Rory and Brooks. They're both at 18 to one when I saw them this morning. I think that those were the guys that I would try and bet because I think that they're going to play well. A uh, couple other guys just for flyers, just purely based off of uh, nothing but conjecture. Uh, Harris English, just because it's his last name, English, British Open, like it. Uh, What'd Ian you Holt, get him at for that, Dave? What are the six, odds for 60 to one? I like that. I, that might be a late play by me. I think it's a good bet. Ian, Ian Poulter, because I've been betting Fatrick Reed. Let's go with the uh, English The most version. hated guys on tour. Yeah, I bet him last English. week, Dave, and he missed a birdie, five-foot birdie put to go to um, – uh, overtime in the Scottish Open, he came in. He came in second place. I mean, this is the, but that was last week. He's playing well. That means it's good. So we're gonna go with him just because everyone hates him. I've been going with. I hope Bryson he's signed out. I hope so. he's on the Ryder Cup team because he's the most hated. Um, he's basically the English version of Patrick Reed, and those fans would be giving him. So maybe 100%. this is what I'm saying. Like those guys are. You talk about Rom being used to being with like nobody else because everyone's gonna be uh, protocol. Reed and uh, Poulter, everyone fucking hate him. So he's they're used to playing by themselves, so they'll be good. Well, Patrick Reed can't go out to eat at a restaurant or bar after, so that's his problem. Yeah, that's true. Um, the other thing that I'm the other guy that I'm gonna bet at uh, 125 to one. How could I not? Because it's the weeks of of Italia uh, and Blaze Theory. I mean, I think he's due. And uh, Molinari, Francisco Molinari. Oh, Francesco let's go, Molinari. Let's go back to Antonio Agariti. Let's go back to the well on him. God, he's 125 to 1. How the mighty have fallen. I know. Jesus. I know. So I'm going to go with that. One of your longtime guys that you've loved forever won last time. I'm going with Molinari. I'm going to put like 5, 10 bucks on him and hopefully get lucky there. Hey, you know who else is 125 to 1? Is that Guido Migliozzi guy? He's uh, actually oh, playing yeah. great right now. He's not, he's he's, he's right not playing now. bad, but hey, that's his brethren over there. That's uh, that. That's his brother from his next door mother. You know. Sure, sure, um, sure. Any other final final picks for the open? Um, just one thing. I, Rory is the biggest mental midget in golf right now. I I wouldn't touch him, Dave. Like I heard he went. I heard on his first his first hole today he triple bogeyed it in his practice round. So that's just a sign to stay away. He missed the cut at the Scottish Open. The guy is just a mental midget in an absolute mess right now. I'd stay away. Brooks Kepka. Listen, I think everyone is on him too, but I don't understand how this guy is literally went on vacation, didn't pick up a golf club, and is now in England preparing for a major. I just – it's not like basketball or soccer. You or clearly don't like golf that, that often because everything you just said tells me why I like both these guys. One, Rory's getting the bad ones out of the way now. Everyone's been on the range and hitting bad shots. Uh, and two, Brooks, like just step away from the game for a little bit. It's just you got to step away and get your head right. It's not. A I know I, it's worked for him, but he's in his 30s now. I, I think he's going to have to start practicing that craft to do it. I think Spieth, this is actually a good course for Spieth, and he could pull it out. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen because that would be just devastating for my golf handicapping plays. Um, but, no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool, too. Um, unfortunately, I have a really busy day at work on Thursday. I'm not going to be able to wake up at 3 a.m. and watch it, but uh, – 
Friday night, maybe I'll just pull an all-nighter and watch golf from uh, 2 to 12 p.m. It'll be exciting. And Sunday, you better wake up early and see that final. I, I am going to uh, do a pull this time, too. I'm going to talk to my dad tomorrow. Ooh, oh, I was going to oh, remind sure. you before we do the podcast. So, yeah. So, I'll, I got to make sure we get it out tomorrow so everyone gets their picks in by the end of the day uh, Wednesday because – we can't have any of the shit where people are sending stuff in at six or seven in the morning on Thursday. Cause too many guys will have gone off already. Can it happen? Can't happen. Won't happen. Yeah. Add to reflect leadership. No, it's exciting. I, I think with the new major schedule, it's more condensed. So I think if you're the hottest golfer, you can win more than one major better opportunity than ever before. And I think Rom's going to be able to do it again. So Let's hope he does. And maybe um, if I win again, I maybe I'll do a little Twitter and Instagram sponsorship. So you two can be happy. Love it. Who's gonna Who's gonna sponsor us? Are you gonna just uh, do a promoted tweet for us? Yeah, I'll do some promoted tweets and promoted Instagram for you. All right, are we gonna, what are we gonna say on there? Something really controversial? Yeah, we'll we'll DM oh. Stephen A. Smith to say something. We'll DM Stephen A. Smith, Maria Taylor, and Rachel Nichols and see what they say. Okay, I'll say we'll say we'll say that Stephen A. Smith needs a translator too. <laughs> Perfect. He's terrible. He is absolutely terrible. Did you see that video? Speaking of terrible. Um, did you see that that video of Charles Barkley? He like he completely he completely sliced one, and someone got him on video just saying, "Oh goddamn motherfucker!" And he just and, and I was like, "It's perfect." He's just like us Earn on the it. golf course. No, this is a side note too. Like, so they interviewed Obama during the match, and he and he said that he golfed with Phil Mickelson two weeks before he won the Open Champion, the U.S. Open. And I was just laughing to myself, thinking, like, all the old white guys that aren't going to support Phil Mickelson anymore because he golfed with Barack <laughs> Obama. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, well, boys, let's wrap this thing up. We, we got in some good picks uh, for the Open Championship. You gave us a little bit of weather uh, from Sandwich, uh, U.K., uh, there at, at Royal St. George. Boys, Bring us back to the States, specifically South Bend, Indiana, where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are getting getting ready for another college football season here in the next six weeks. Yep, they are. And um, it's not football weather yet. And um, it's not uh, it's definitely not football weather. 82 degrees high, low is 64, partly cloudy on Saturday, 20 percent chance of rain. Going to be very humid, 76 percent humidity but only nine mile an hour winds. So um, if there's electrical outlets on the scaffolding for Notre Dame football practice, I hope those grad assistants bring a couple uh, fans up there so they can stay cold. Well, you know what, boys? Let's just hope everybody stays safe over there. Uh, Cause look, they've got six more weeks before, you know, anything could, could happen there at practice on campus and, and God forbid the golden domers aren't going to be coming out uh, there that, that last weekend in August. Um, just a, a little update for you guys. Um, Otani's going into double overtime in the first round of the home run derby. Did Alonzo um, advance? Alonzo did advance. Yep. Okay. I'm starting to look better and better than if he cruised. It'd be a good little start there because that would pretty much double my amount of money that I've got to spend on uh, the open. Maybe I'll throw it all on to Ron with you, Blaze. That you can't do it now. Not, it's only like six and a half to one. Oh, no. Not the- good value. No, nine to one's better. I'm sticking with all my guys that I said. Then I think I'm going to do Bryson to miss the cut. Yeah. D- hey, I was I was hot for U.S. Open. It might just be best to fade me and bet Rory and Spieth. No, I'm telling you and do a Molinari. I'm going to put like ten bucks on him at plus uh, one twenty five. There you go. Yeah, Davey Alonzo hit thirty five dingers in round one. I oh think. Jesus! Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's not too tired. 
Yeah, hope not. But we'll see. This this is going to be a, it's going to be cool overtime series. But boys, anything else before we wrap up and uh, get back? Nope, to I definitely think we need uh, Cubs. We need George Millaris to come on the pod next time so we can talk um, talk so we can walk him off the ledge. You heard yeah, that? We'll have, to do, we'll have to do some trade deadline stuff, a post mortem on the Cubs. Get George's opinions on some of the uh, Blackhawks moves in the off season, and. Uh, I mean, at some point here in the next couple of weeks, we'll have to do a college preview, do some win totals. Yeah, definitely. That, I'm starting to get in the mood to start betting that pretty soon here. So Agreed. I've got, uh, I'm at a, I talked to uh, my bosses and uh, the powers that be, and I will be a perpetual uh, carry dash 499 into the foreseeable future until some futures hit. So uh, <laughs> we'll add some more futures to that tab and see what happens with them. I love I like it. it. I love it. Well, uh, for you listeners, especially George, uh, you're going to be coming on soon, buddy. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of our listeners have spoken. Few the few of the folks we saw this weekend, I know, are raving for a George Moeris uh, comeback on the show. So, uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, enjoy the Open Championship. Hopefully, you guys can cash in on a few of our picks, and we'll catch up with you guys here in a few weeks. Go around. Peace. <laughs>